Disclaimer, this episode of That BJ Show has discussions of suicide and mental health awareness. If these topics concern you or if you need help, you can find some contact details for those Australian helplines on the screen or in the description of this episode. We aim to bring a positive outlook on these topics, so we encourage you to listen in and enjoy the episode. Welcome to That BJ Show, the name where it's about as sus as the text messages that Ben sends to Little C. And if you don't know what that means, you have to watch the Wildcut episode. Yes. Yeah. I'm Ben. I'm Jay. Yeah. I'm the one with the sus yeah. text messages, apparently. Yeah. But realistically, the name just means That Ben and Jay Show. Yeah. But today, it's not just Ben and Jay because it's we have a guest. It's the BJ E. E for Eliza. Yes. Which is this lovely lady right here. It's, that's her right here. Yeah. Um, any nicknames at all? Oh, I've got heaps. Okay, please share. We'll wait. <laughs> uh, I get called Lizy Lou. Lizy Lou. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Nice, very good. E, Eliza, Mum, Age. Age. Yeah. Yeah. My initials, EJ. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Age. So what, do you, what would you like us to call you today? Eliza. Eliza. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Awesome. Or as I used to say at work, oi, fuck face. Um, <laughs> yeah. I used to work with Eliza. Yeah, so, yeah. No, that's cool. So actually that, that's, that's a really good segue straight into what we're going to talk about today because... Yeah, you like that? That was yeah, pretty smooth, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I would, we, everyone would like to know who is Eliza. So uh, yeah, but, how, how do you two know each other? Um, we used to work in pathology at the hospital together. Oh, yeah. And then as we both moved around the various different parts of the hospital, we were always annoying each other. Yeah. Sounds through. like you. Yeah. It, it yeah. does, actually. Yeah. 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 He's pretty yeah. annoying. Yeah. He is? It's hard to yeah. train. Yeah. Hard it's like an old dog. Much. Yeah. yeah. Can't but he was good. He was actually really good. He was oh, yeah. really good with in pathology. Oh, that's pretty good. I was, good. wasn't I? Yeah. What'd, what'd what did you do in pathology? Um, oh my God, what was the name of the, I can't even remember what we used to do there. Specimen reception, yes. processing specimens. So we got to hold all the, uh, the very interesting body fluids and body parts. And <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. So good. So good. Okay. So then, uh, so you met, you guys met back in pathology at the hospital. Yeah. Um, what yeah. do you do now? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, so, uh, well, I, oh, sorry. Not you, Dick. No. <laughs> sorry. Eliza. <laughs> You were looking right at me. So I was like, you must want me to answer. Sorry, Eliza. Um, so I, as Ben said, we both bounced around to the hospital, but um, I bounced back to mm-hmm. working for pathology. So I now work in the mortuary at oh, the yeah. hospital. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah. So you're working with a lot of dead people's bodies and parts. Yeah. And... So technically I do administration stuff, yeah. um, but I have had involvement with bodies and okay. um yeah. yeah, I've seen a few. Yeah, that's fair enough. So what what's that like working working in that sort of environment? I mean, obviously, if if you're doing admin, you're not always there with the body parts and the bodies and all that sort of stuff. Uh, what's it like with in your position that you do work in? So what I do is, um, well, it's it's actually quite a complex situation. So our hospital mortuary is very different to some of the ones around the region and mm-hmm. within the state. So we are known as a hybrid mortuary. So we take on the hospital cases, so people who die within the hospital yeah. um, of all ages. Um, and then we also take on the coronial cases, so people who pass away in the community will come to us dependent yeah. on their situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also receive bodies from within the state as yeah. well. Oh, wow. So it's yeah. actually not just Townsville. No. Wow. No. Okay. Um, and we are a very small team at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. So, 
we all have to, um, personality-wise, it's a very good team. Yeah. We're all working well together and we've all yeah. had history of working together before as oh, well. Good. So that's helpful. Very good. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, no two days the same. It's actually quite busy yeah. with what I do mm-hmm. um, as well as what the mortuary assistants do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's, uh, yeah. it's quiet though. It is quiet? Yeah, it is quiet. As in quiet as in a quiet environment? It is a quiet environment. Okay. I was gonna ask you if it's if there is any element of like you can make it fun at work because obviously being the environment mate. that it is just Yeah. No, no come on, mate. Not it's not like weekend at Bernie's or anything. Uh, do you know what that's actually quite funny because we do the pathologist that I work with, she references Weekend at Bernie's quite mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, how how oh, so? Right. Like how real oh, that movie um, could potentially be? Yeah, well, um, having, a, not, you know, you can yeah. see when people come in sometimes that, well, a lot of the time they're in their own clothing. Yeah. This is the community cases that is, mm-hmm. um, not hospital cases. They're generally in a shroud like a yeah. note clothes and stuff. Um, but when they come in, like there was a case um, that we've had that she had said he just looked this particular person looked really good and looked fine and you would never, you just look like they, he looked like he was asleep, yeah. which is true. Yeah. That's what they do. They, they literally just look like they're asleep. And, yeah. um, but yeah, it was like, oh, he, you know, weekend at Bernie's. Oh. That's all. Yeah. You could take him out. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. We could reference that movie all night, but Jay hasn't seen no, it. So. I was, oh, okay, no. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Come on, mate. You didn't have to bring... One piece of homework. One (laughs) piece of homework. Yes, I'll show Roscoe's looking at me. I'll show Roscoe's here. Sorry, we've got to say he's there. A fourth disappointed person in the room. Well, okay. I was going to bring up really quickly. Dazza would be like, oh, mate, he's talking about Weekend at Bernie's. I said on Instagram, have you watched Weekend at Bernie's? And I said no. And then so he was probably thinking, oh, this fuckhead's talking about (laughs) Weekend at Bernie's and he has no idea what we're talking about. So anyway. But I do get the reference because like I said to Dazza, I have watched How I Met Your Mother. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right then. And Weekend at Barney's is close enough. (laughs) Okay, yep. That's all right then. All right. Cool, 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 cool. Um, All right. So that's interesting. So you can make it a little bit fun, right? Yeah. In your environment with the people that you have. Yeah. And then because we deal with a lot of um, different hospital staff as well that come in and funeral directors and um, liaising with people, you know, you definitely have like your, your little quips here and there. Like when someone says, where do you work? And you say... I say I work at the mortuary and they're like, oh, yeah, everyone's dying to get in there. Yes, they uh, are, literally. Uh, it's oh, the yeah, it's, center of the hospital. It, it is. Yeah. And, yeah. oh, it's really cold in there, obviously. Yeah. yeah it is. Yeah. I have, but it actually really is um, cold. I have been down there myself too, even though I've never officially worked in there, and it's yeah. a very interesting vibe. Mm-hmm. Totally different to what I thought a mortuary would look like. Yeah. yeah, probably because I've watched too many horror movies, and I had, uh, I guess, an element of what I thought a mortuary would look like. Right, it's not like the horror movies. Yeah, or yeah. like Good Doctor, or any of the NCIS and yeah. all those sorts of yeah. shows as well. Yeah, you, you would have a stigma about what it's actually like. Yeah. yeah so, can you actually tell us, apart from obviously the fact that you just told us, you can have a bit of a fun environment sometimes? It, can you, for all the listeners out there, and for us to understand, or for me at least, to understand. What is what? Are, what other parts of working at the, the mortuary is like with the like the environment? So, so how how different is it from an NCIS show? Um, okay, so it's basically like a big cold room with storage. Um, mm-hmm. There's racking, and all of the bodies get put on a tray. Yeah. Inside the fridges, yeah. we also have freezers for patients who are 
you know, extended stays or um, mm. don't have family, they, you know, there's a whole process around that. But there's yeah. a freezer, which is, is I think, there's a, it's a big freezer. Yeah. And it's all multiple doors. So it's kind of like, um, to be polite about it, but, you know, the bottle shop, mm. you walk into a fridge mm-hmm. room, it's, yeah. it's like that, but the fridges are just contained. Yeah. So it's just a big cold room, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And then there's um, yeah. two theatres that we have that they perform the autopsies in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, very bright, too, yeah, from is. memory. Yeah, it's it incredibly is. bright it from what um, I thought it would be. It's mm. very light. It's We have been known to uh, toot my own horn here, but it's not me, but our mortuary, in comparison to other mortuaries around, we have been told that ours is one of the better in... Okay. Yeah, that people have been mm. to facility wise. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's really got, good. We got body lifters that are you. You don't have to do any manual handling tasks. It's yep. great. Yeah, cool. That's that's um, that's nice it's, to hear. It's that fascinating. it's fascinating. It, it is fascinating like when you think about what a mortuary means. You know, um, everything yeah. about that is sort of like yeah, it's quite a fascinating. Like if you actually just sat and thought about. Working yeah. in a mortuary or whatever, it's quite an interesting topic to. Yeah, it's not all observation you know, gallery where yeah. everyone just sits around and watches yeah. bodies being, you know, having their procedures done or anything like that. It's a very clinical environment. It's a very yeah. clean environment, um, and you don't necessarily just see bodies lying around. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. all put away. It's oh, for a, sure. I would imagine it'd be very professional. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, and sterile. So yeah, there's a yeah. there's a smell. Yeah, there's a it's smell. A good I can oh, it's a good smell. Yeah, it's, it's not a it's bad a clean smell. smell. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. There's, yeah. Well, no, no. Fair enough. Sometimes. Except when it's not. Okay. <laughs> and so, just for me to understand and for others to understand as well, um, you said mortuary. Um, is there is morgue the is that just the short word of of mortuary? To be honest, I don't actually know the difference between a mortuary and a morgue. I feel that they are one and the same. Okay. So if from now on we were just to say morgue. It's is that easier, or are you are you normally like used to saying mortuary? I I usually say mortuary. Okay, fair enough. No, just thought I'd clear that up, just in case if anyone didn't understand. <laughs> That's actually an interesting question, though. I'm not too sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, it's okay. Sounds very professional. Yeah, I good. think like morgue just sounds like. No, you know, it sounds Aussie. Morbid, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I've heard it as both ways, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Good question. Yeah. I okay. Know the answer to that either. Morgue no. or mortuary. Mm-hmm. We'll okay. Google it. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So and you must get you must you must get a lot of different like uh how would you so would you say would you classify them as patients? Is that what you is yeah. that what you is that the word you describe yeah. the people that come in as obviously dead bodies? Correct. Uh patients? Everyone's a patient. Okay, cool. Because yeah. obviously every person, whether deceased or alive, is still a patient and still a person. So they still matter. Yeah. Um you must get a lot of patients come in of all sorts of different types. Uh, and I know that today we were going to talk a lot about the more serious side of things as well, um, like mental health and suicide and stuff like that. Obviously, you probably see a lot of that sort of stuff come in. Those sorts of people come in. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, so there is to try and remove the stigma from this situation. Yep. Um, so there are quite a few people that take their own lives and die by suicide. Um, that That's not the bulk of the majority of the clientele that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, we do see patients who, what was most interesting to me, I think, um, not that there are statistics on this that I'm aware of, mm-hmm. but 
the mode that people choose mm-hmm. to take their own life. And then, yep. you know, um, there's a lot of uh, information that I am exposed to that yeah. a lot of people don't know that, you know, people will have questions, oh, you know, Jim down the street hanged himself. I don't yeah. know if I can say that. But, you know, Jim yeah. down the street died by suicide and um, that was his mode, but it's not the most common. Yeah. Yeah, it, that was probably yeah. the most eye-opening thing for me was mm-hmm. the difference. My idea of, you know, when you talk about suicide and mm. suicide prevention and people being vulnerable and the methods and the way that, you know, we have our own thought processes that we would think, mm. oh, I'd probably do it this way if I were to do it. Yeah. And that's not the majority. Yeah. Was, okay. Yeah, that was confronting for me. Yeah, that's fair. And obviously with being respectful to uh, those people and also to the listeners listening, uh, is there any sort of statistics that are more well-known for and that we can share about that sort of stuff? Like obviously not the specifics of the hospital, but isn't like just overall natural statistics that we can actually sort of talk about? A lot of, um, a lot of the deaths that we receive, like the, the deceased patients that come in, um, there will be there will be a process um there is a process mm. not every death that we receive from the community is immediately a suicide or a um there are natural causes cases that we do see that come through but they don't all necessarily actually come to the mortuary mm-hmm. so there will be um cases where there we do refer to them as cases as well, so not yep. all just cases. Yeah, yeah. There's a differentiation, I think, I suppose, with the hospital cases versus the community cases yep. um, or coronial cases. So there's not a lot of um, natural causes, deaths that actually come through the mortuary. Yeah. Um, but I suppose there's a difference as well because there's different levels of autopsy that are performed, mm-hmm. which... Um, is yeah it's yeah but yeah no that's fair that's fair enough okay uh i think where i'm getting onto all that sort of stuff though is just talking like having more open discussion and awareness of suicide and uh, mental health and the fact that it is important to talk about it and obviously some people will be triggered by the thought of that we i'm sure most of us all know people who have committed suicide or know people who currently uh, have issues with it and, uh, and have, have the, and there's such a big stigma on that whole, uh, that whole aspect of life. And it is important to talk about it. Um, and so why I wanted to bring it up was to sort of talk to you about, obviously you're pretty, you're pretty, uh, sorry, Benny, what's the word I'm thinking about? Um, to the point, honest, open, yeah informative you're open and and you're you're an open book when it comes to that sort of stuff right uh from what i can gather and you have a lot of uh i'm so from what i from what i've gathered in in our pre in our right pre-show discussion is that you that you care about mental health i do yes so um um, i have been a mental health patient myself mm -hmm. i've also worked in the mental health yeah um setting as well so um i went through a very messy divorce situation, Mm -hmm. separating from my ex-husband. And I uh, ended up putting myself into a private facility for Mm -hmm. four weeks um, to learn coping mechanisms and Mm. how to basically 
deal with life every yeah. day. Um, that to me was my rock bottom, having to put myself into a facility. Yeah. Um, which is quite interesting now with the work that I am subjected to, mm. that doesn't affect me. Yeah. Um, but it was really hard. It was a hard time yeah. in my life. And, you know, that sort of, I think it puts a different perspective on the people that do go down that avenue. Mm. I, contrary to what a lot of people may think, I feel like it's quite a brave and bold move to follow through with that. Yes. Yeah. With that 100%. avenue. Definitely. It's very... Yeah. Um, you know, for someone to be in that peril situation where they just go, I've, I can't give any more. This is it. I'm done. Yeah. They've actually gone through with it. Like it's, yeah. that's, that's bold. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah. bold. Um, fortunately, I never got to that. Mm-hmm. Never got to the follow through stage. I didn't have any plans or anything mm-hmm. like that myself or anything, but you get to a you know, you're worn down so much that you just think, where is my out? What can I do? And to try and engage the services of a healthy way to, as a healthy way to get myself back to being the best version of my, of who I could be at the time. Yeah. It's not just me. I've got, you know, people that depend on me and, you know, what's their future like if Mm -hmm. I'm not here. So Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I've got, um, I won't mention who it is, obviously, but I've got family uh, who have struggled with uh, deep, deep uh, chronic (laughs) anxiety, stress, um, lots of other problems. And, you know, the the doctors and the psychiatrists and everything try to tell them that they've got, you know, like borderline personality disorder and they've got all these different things. And uh, at the end of the day... that person <laughs> uh, just needs to. They they've learnt over the years that they just need to do what they can yeah. to, like you said, push through, yeah. live life, love life, and figure out how to do that. But it's hard. I personally don't have the as depth as deep uh, issues. Thankfully, that I've I've had I've had times in my life where it's really fucking hard because I've also gone through a divorce as well. Yeah. Uh, and there's been many times where it's very difficult. Um, but like you, I've never, all, I've never ever got to that point where it's um, thankfully where I've thought that deep about it because I know that I do have people that depend on me. I have my daughter, um, I have my family that love me, and so for me, that's 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 always been my grounding point. But I also understand that some people don't have that, and that's really hard. Yeah, um, that's right. If you don't mind me asking, when you went through all of that sort of stuff, did you have? Uh, did you have many family members or friends around you that either knew about the situation that you were going through or were able to support you? Yes. So my now partner um, was very much in my corner mm-hmm. and supportive of me going through that process. Um, yeah. Who was also involved with the whole process for when I separated from my ex-husband and mm-hmm. um he was, yeah, he was very helpful and very, you know, just, just having that end of day conversation when you are going through these motions of where am I, what do I do? I've seen the psychiatrist today and I've gone to what I referred to as, um, adult daycare, like coloring in sessions and stuff like, and the color therapy. And it was, it, it was interesting to see the difference between myself and other inpatients as well. Mm. Um, but as with regard to family support, yes and no. Mm-hmm. So um, I will say I was very grateful for the 
support that my ex-husband had at the time for me to go forth and put myself through this, you know, four week situation. Um, but that's about as far as it went. We were still trying Mm. to work out our dynamics with, you know, we've got kids involved and, um, external influences with family opinions and thoughts on what they felt we should be doing and what I should be doing. And it was a, it was a bit of a minefield to work our way through. Um, but you know, it came out of it very clear what up with what I needed for my future to set me up, what was going to put me back on a path to being me, um, what was fulfilling for me, Mm. um, what my long-term goals would be and to become myself again, really. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, learning all of the tools. You know, you do your CPD, CPD, CPD. I can't remember what the. Anyway, there's all different tools that you you learn and um, processing. Because I just I just wasn't processing. I wasn't coping. There was a lot of a lot of guilt and a lot of things that I hadn't dealt with. A lot of things that I just shelved from before I even my marriage broke down. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. There was a lot, yeah, a lot that, to unpack and it all just came to yeah. a head and, and yeah, I was, I was really grateful that I had that time away. Um, and even with work, I took leave from work to be able to go and do this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunately our boss was, mm. you know, supportive of, <laughs> of my journey, yeah. um, to getting back to yeah. being me. Cause she, yeah, people could just see I wasn't myself anymore. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's really good that you had that support. That's uh, the question I was going to ask is if you didn't have that support, um, how was that if you didn't have the support? But I'm glad you did have the the support because I know people uh, who do go through really shit times in their life like this and whether they go forward through a mental health program uh, at a private facility or however they choose to go through any other sort of mental health plan. um, Some people don't have their the people or even if they do have the people some people choose not to reach out to them to help because it's yeah it's, it's fucking hard it is it really is um i've always been the kind of person that doesn't ask for help like when it came yeah. to like yeah. even with my kids i'm like no no it's all right i'll do everything for them because that's my role as their mum to to be there and do everything for them like that's that's the view i have i know a lot of people are mm-hmm. um very relaxed and are able to just oh, no, well, well, such and such has offered to take you here and they'll yeah. pick you up and they'll do that. But I, I feel that there's a responsibility on my part personally mm-hmm. to ensure that my kids are doing, you know, anyways. But yeah. So I I was never that kind of person that was always like, oh, I need help. I've I've never been that person. It's I'm yeah. always happy to help others. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I always yeah. put myself last. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, I'm... Mostly, uh, I I get that from my experience because I'm a very stubborn person (laughs) as well. (laughs) Uh, I have ADHD and uh, so I'm always like, no, I've got this. I'll figure this shit out because I have to. And I got got put into the deep end quite early in my life. So I figured everything out myself, Um, which does make it hard when you get to shit times because you're just like... You have people around you saying they want to help you, but you're like, ah, I would love your help. Yeah. It, it's a, but it's I've got it. trying to let people in. Yeah. It's opening up those doors and, yeah. and yeah, sharing, yeah. I think. I think yeah. we're all too scared to share what's really going on. Yeah. So in saying that, what do you think the biggest tip for from your personal experience? Obviously, we're, we're not – well, 
we're health well we're not health professionals in this we're not no. we're not trained in psychology uh we're just three average people talking about mental health um from your experience what have you learned and what is the most important so for me thing for I, mental health yeah so i found you know a lot of people um do need to be medicated don't mm-hmm. be afraid to have the conversation with your gp yeah, that was my per- my first protocol was going to my GP and saying, "Hey, look, I don't feel great. This is what is going on in my life. Mm-hmm. I need help." Um, so I had, you know, I had depression when I was a teenager and mm-hmm. just started out on generic medication at the time. And it's not a one shoe fits all sort of yeah. situation. Um, but yeah, I I I would say definitely talk to people. Mm. Start the starting the conversation is the hardest thing. Yeah. Um, and opening up and being vulnerable. Yeah. That's the hardest part for all of it. Like, yeah, no one really knows what's actually going on. We are very good at masking things. And these yeah. are things that I have also picked up because my oldest daughter also has ADHD. Yeah. Um, and she goes through, she's got some mental health issues of her own. And, yeah. um, and I think because of the experience that I have had, I've learned some of the tools that I can help guide her. Mm. Like, it's complex. It's hard, um, especially being a parent as well, watching yeah. your child go through such um, trauma themselves mm. when we have been trauma, we've been through trauma, you yeah. know. Um, yeah. But I think just the little conversations starters like and little conversations with people like mm. going for a coffee and just saying, hey, I need to spill my guts. I need to share this right now because this is making me feel really big things. And yeah getting that reassurance that it's okay. Yeah. You're allowed to feel the big feels. Yeah, for sure. And express those big feels too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's great. So, yeah, the biggest tip is for the people that do struggle with mental health and suicidal uh, ideation, all that sort of stuff, all the thoughts about that sort of thing. Uh, the biggest tip for those people is just go and one, talk yeah. to somebody. Yeah. If that's the the first step you can have, just talking to somebody, you, you would say that's probably the, the biggest thing. Like even calling up those, you know, the 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 reach out lines, yep. call them because you, you don't see a person on the other side of that. Yeah. And okay. If you want to have those um, faceless conversations, yeah. you need to have that reassurance from someone who is a trained professional at yeah. the end of the day as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, and we're very fortunate. We do have some really good facilities and um, at our fingertips essentially here we can, yeah, can look things up right. you can chat online with people you know yeah but just reach out it's hard yeah it, it was probably the hardest thing i've done i had done in a, quite a long time yeah um but yeah definitely just reach out and, mm-hmm. and it could just be you know sending a friend a message and saying hey do you have five minutes to chat yeah yeah that's right and then the other the other side of the that story too is all the people that have people come to them and say, hey, I've got issues, I've got all problems or whatever it is. Uh, anyone who's not used to talking to people about mental health issues, um, what sort of tips would you give to those people? The ones that just listen? Yeah, the ones who listen to people. And if, especially if they don't, because if obviously not everyone is, um, not everyone is empathetic and not everyone understands 
mental health issues as well, especially if you haven't gone through an, a, a, your own mental health issues before, yeah. or at least you're not aware of yeah, going yeah. through mental health issues. Sometimes it's hard for people to understand if they do come to them and say, hey, I've just got, I've got some problems. What? So what sort of advice would you give to those people that so, are the listeners? I have a friend who's a really close friend actually, and they mm-hmm. um, are my sounding board at times and they are the type of person that will just listen but won't divulge their problems because they feel the impact yeah. of what my situation is and they are like, oh, they just sit there, you know. Um, yeah. And I find that with them... I think they should be the ones talking more because they're taking on absorbing. It's a lot to take on. And if you're not prepared, you know, if you're not prepared mentally to take on what someone else is sharing with you, you can definitely say, hey, Mm. I don't think I'm the best person to talk to about this. Yeah. And maybe offer alternates like have you thought of Mm -hmm. seeking, you know, redirect yeah gentle redirection there's nothing wrong with that yeah but yeah redirect put them say hey have you tried contacting xyz psychology it's not hard yeah you know um but if you're not able to take on and you know that you know some of the things that they're talking to you about are triggering for you as well like Mm. you don't know what people have been through yeah so yeah it's it obviously is a sensitive topic Mm. for everyone but um yeah, if you're mm. that sounding board for someone, your sounding board, you need to understand that your sounding board is needing a sounding board too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Mm. I'm just thinking, you know, like this is probably going to be way off topic, but do you remember when the Columbine massacre happened? Mm-hmm. Sorry, what, what was it? Columbine. The Columbine massacre. Which one was that one? The one over in the states about School twenty years ago. Yeah, um, one. Of, yeah, okay, yeah, the combine. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, okay. Yeah, I was had the thought. Think about that for a second. Yeah, Go the on. the media. Um, there was a lot of like media speculation around at the time of you know what caused it and rah rah rah. And uh, Marilyn Manson, the artist, um, mm-hmm. was basically blamed as some lyrics of his songs were found like scribbled in one of the diaries of of one of the students that. Um, brought the guns to school. Mm. Yeah. So a heap of people were trying to interview him afterwards and basically put the blame on him. And there's a really famous clip in the um, the Michael Moore documentary called Bowling for Columbine. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's Michael Moore himself says, you know, all these people are blaming you for this. You know, if you could say anything to these kids, um, he obviously killed themselves on the day so that they couldn't really talk afterwards. But if you could say anything to these kids what would you say to them? And it's a mm. really well-known um, response he had to that. And he says, I wouldn't say anything. I'd listen. And that's what no yeah. one did. Yeah. So, yeah. And that, that saying has always stuck with me forever since I've seen that doco 20 years ago. Like, Brilliant. Sometimes people feel they have to say things just to be heard. Others feel they have to say things to engage. Yeah. But most of the time, like just listening and saying nothing can be yeah. enough for some people. Yeah. Thing. So. For yeah, sure. really interesting doco, um, way off topic, but that particular no, line makes perfect sense. 100% it makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's such a good tip though for for anyone. Um, even just that that even goes into like a whole bunch of different topics too, Where whether it's, uh, you know, relationships, parenting, all that sort of stuff where it's everyone always feels like they need to just say something because they need to fix a problem. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you just need to listen 
and just and actually empathize with the person yeah rather than give advice yeah. yeah so i actually there's a there's a quote that i've seen that has been offered up as like a relationship advice thing that's mm. um and i think it's a very good anecdote that do you want me to provide solutions or do you want me to listen yeah mm. do that's you perfect. need me to help yeah. you yeah find the root of this problem or to fix this problem or do you yeah. just need me to listen um, a lot of the time I just like my partner to just listen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't need the 100%. help fixing, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I, I adapt that in a lot of yeah. my life really. So, no, yeah. fair enough. And then that's really important for when it comes to parenting especially because yeah. uh, it's especially with kids. <laughs> yeah. You know what it's like with kids. So how old are your kids just for yeah. everyone so, to know? Yeah, so my oldest is 16. I have a 16-year-old stepdaughter as well. Yeah. Um, and I also have a 14-year-old son and a 9-year-old daughter. Okay, so a 16-year-old daughter, 16-year-old stepdaughter, 14-year-old son and a 9-year-old? Yeah, daughter. Daughter. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, yeah, parenting. And you said you're divorced, right? Yes. So if you don't mind me asking a little bit about that. Um, so how hard – so so did you have the – Three. Yep. So my three kids have the same dad. Yeah. They're all from my marriage. Yeah. And then my stepdaughter is my partner, my yep. now partner's daughter. Um, we collectively call them our children together. Yes. So yeah. Blended family. Yes. Um, but yeah, parenting is hard. Yeah. I was going to say, did you have to solo parent for any part of that? Yes. Yeah. I, t I look at my um, situation. So I do have a partner. Mm -hmm. He works away. Monday to Friday. Yeah. So we have his daughter on weekends when we have my children as well. My children mm -hmm. I have week about with my ex-husband. Yeah. Um, so I'm fortunate because a lot of people don't have um, that break. I don't want to call it a break. But, yeah. okay. but they also don't have their kids locally. Mm -hmm. So I'm very lucky that my children are here with me and they're, yeah. you know, so, but we do week about and one was in one week on one, one week, week on, off one week okay, off. Yep. yeah with um my kids and their dad and yeah with um my stepdaughter we have her pretty much every weekend yeah just the weekends yeah because okay. he's away yeah okay fair enough yeah. fair so enough. when i do have my kids on my week it's solo parenting yeah i was gonna say yeah solo parenting. <laughs> it is tough yeah and two of the kids are in uh high school now yeah that's well, correct yeah yeah, well, sorry. Three, three the including three the three including the stepchild. Yeah. Sorry, um, and then the other ones obviously getting pretty close to. Uh, yeah. Oh, she was. Ish. She's so funny. She at the beginning of this year, she's like, "Oh, it's only three years until I get to go to high school." And then, <laughs> yeah, my son, she was like, "My, you know, he's going to ride to school with me and show me where to go." And I was like, "You know that that'll happen." But yeah, she's already got aspirations and designs on wanting to be at high school. I'm like, yeah. let's get through primary school first. Yep. Yeah. My five and a half year old daughter has said to me so many times recently, she's like, daddy, when am I going to be an adult? And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's a trap. <laughs> darling, yeah. it's a trap. You'll be, a, you'll be an adult soon. I was yeah. like, you just enjoy being a kid for right now yeah. because it's pretty great. It's hard yeah. being an adult and yeah. it's hard being a parent yeah. and it's hard co-parenting and solo parenting. Yeah. Co-parenting is difficult sometimes for sure. Absolutely. Um, if you don't mind me asking, was it hard or is it amicable? Uh, well, sorry, 
not as hard or amicable, but amicable because it can be amicable but still hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, was your situation where, with your ex-husband, uh, was that pretty amicable no. or nope? No. no. Not amicable at no. all? Yeah, Look, that must be hard. Um, Sorry, dear. No, no, it's okay. So it looked at... It ebbs and flows. It really does. Yeah. There are times where things are really good and really smooth sailing and we don't have to talk to each other and we don't have to involve mm. each other, but we're very different people yeah. and we have very different views on what we want for our children. Mm. There is a mutual respect for one another's opinions and views, mm. however, not necessarily doesn't always mesh. It all yeah. doesn't always line up. So yeah. that is difficult to, to yeah. work through. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. That can be very, very difficult. My, uh, my own experience is that thankfully I, I had an amicable um, ex-wife and we still are very amicable um, even after three and a half years um, of being separated. And so thankfully I didn't have that part, but I know my uh, my sis, one of my sisters, uh, she actually was with uh, her ex-husband, and they split up. Then had the kid, so she she felt pregnant as they yeah. as they split up, and uh, he didn't end up having anything to do with the kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my niece, and that was completely just all communication cut off at a certain point, yeah. and that was very 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 difficult for her. Um, thankfully, she lived with myself. And my mum, stepdad, and one of my other sisters at the time too. So thankfully, she had a lot of help. Yeah. But even still, even when she eventually met her now husband, uh, she then had two kids with him. Mm-hmm. And then even still, there's been a lot of periods of time where she's solo parented as well, yeah. like you, because she because he works away yeah. a lot as well. Um, and so that is, she's, she's sort of told me a little bit a few times, uh, sometimes snarkily because I, I complained about me <laughs> solo parenting and she's like, you have no fucking idea. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah. we all have our own experiences of solo parenting though. Sorry, Benny, you don't, but, no, uh, yeah. but I'm uh, sitting out of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it can be hard and it's nice to know that there are other parents out there who struggle with it as well. Yeah, look, uh, but, you've got the personalities that are very different. Mm. Um, I look at it as being outweighed. I'm literally outweighed three to one. Yeah. So, um, you know. Especially teenagers, oh, yeah. Mate, my, my daughter, it's very true when they say, you know, you've raised yourself. <laughs> like she is all me. And yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But I look at her and I'm like. <laughs> what have I done? Yeah. 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 But okay. no, they're they're great kids and it it's not easy for them either when you are solo parenting. Yeah. Because you don't have that other person to help you out. Yeah. With the basic tasks, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, can you just pick up Jim from school or yeah. no, can't do that. You, yeah. You've got to do it or they've got to find their own way. Yeah. You know, it's not easy. That's um, fair enough. Yeah. But in saying that Taking this on a slightly light, harder, a lightened uh, sort of mood, there is benefits sometimes when you are solo parenting. Like, for example, you said it, you don't want to say that we have a break. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, that break is actually pretty cool. It's hard to think about it sometimes. I've actually, it took me a little while to accept the fact that it was okay 
because for me, and I obviously only have one kid, so it's very different to having three kids. Um, but uh, sorry, four kids for you, obviously with the yeah. stepchild. I get that. Um, I apologize for that. The but for me, even I, I remember it took me a while because I was like, I have my so for me, I have my daughter four day, uh, sorry, three nights a week, and then my ex has her four nights a week. So it's three on, four off, constantly every single week. So it's the same days every single week. Yeah. Um, and for me. I I realized at the start it was like it was so hard to accept the fact that I was having a break from my daughter because it feels bad because you're like oh now I don't like you, you feel great when you get to spend the time with your daughter the days you have them because it's you you have full attention on them yeah but you also have full attention on them <laughs> yes in the way that it's like it's full on it because full. it's just you and your kids and so you have no one else to help you. You have no one else to help cook you, cook dinner. You have no one else to help clean the house. You have no one else to go out to the shops if you need something. If you need to go to the shops when you have your kids and they're not old enough to leave them at home, then guess what? That kid's getting in yep. the car with you and they're going to the shops with you. Yep. It's all just drag and go. Yeah. 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 Whereas, whereas obviously when you have a partner, you can just say, hey, babe, I just need to go out to the shops real quick. Uh, can you watch the kids? Yeah. Or you don't even say that. You just say, I'm going out of the shops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so that's hard. But then obviously when it does come into the time off period, then you're like kid free for four days. You. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what am I going to do with myself? I literally, I like, yeah, I don't, I don't do anything now, but yeah. I, when these periods started happening, I was like, how am I going to occupy my time? Like I still like, you miss the kids when they're not there. Like yeah. you miss them. You're like, Oh, I wish they were here to maybe wash the dishes for me because, <laughs> no, you know, yeah. like it's it's hard. Like you just, yeah. you are in this little lost space because yeah. you're so used to having this hustle and bustle around you. Yeah. These people that occupy your time and yeah. every core being that, you know, every part of your core being is like, I'm going to make sure that this is great for the week that we're yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like silence. What do I do? I'm alone with my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. get that. I totally get that. I I personally look at it like when I was struggling, I had to think about it as, um, okay, I've got my daughter for the, for the three days that I have her. And then I thought the days that I don't have her, when I miss her, I think it's fine because she's actually in the best place she can be because she's with her mum. And if she's not with her mum, then she's with me. And so no matter which house she's at, she's in the best place that she can be because she's at her parents' house. Yeah. That's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah. 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 So if you do, if you go through those periods of time where you miss your kids, uh, I think it's always nice to take comfort in the fact that, one, it shouldn't always be about you. Uh, <laughs> as hard as as hard as that is, because yeah. sometimes it is, it's hard to not be selfish with your kids because you just love them so much. Yes. But at the same time, if you do feel that 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 sadness of oh, I don't have my kids this week or I don't have them these days, at least they're with their other parent. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, as you say, it's it's not a break, but it's a it's a welcome reprieve at times. You just. Yeah. Some, yeah. some weeks are stressful, some weeks are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely worked through that guilt of not having my kids around and doing things without them and then make sure that we do stuff with them. Yeah. yeah. Balance it out. And you get really rad presents off them too sometimes too. Like <laughs> I'll never, yeah, I'll never experience that. But <laughs> hey, if I had sometimes kids, it would be like, 
<laughs> well, at least I get presents for Christmas and birthdays now. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, uh, my daughter, Ella, said to me the other day, uh, she got me something little. And I said, oh, thank you so much for that present. That's so that's so lovely of you to get it. I, obviously, yeah. my ex-wife bought it for me, obviously. But, yeah. you know, uh, she bought it, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to her, oh, I love, I love getting presents. She's like, you like getting presents, do you, Daddy? And I was like, yeah, you probably wouldn't know because Daddy never gets any. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, it's different to kids because obviously kids, I mean, I spoil the shit out of my yeah, daughter yeah, at Christmas yeah. and her yeah. birthday. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and so does my mum, my parents or, you know, my family and so does her mum and her, their parents as yeah. well. So, yeah. Kids uh, just draw. Yeah. Draw the worst drawings and go, here you go. And it's like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some kids are amazing at drawing though. My yeah. daughter is so good at drawing and I'm so proud of her. Yeah. She draws, she colors in all these things. And I'm just like, the other day she came home and she, I can't remember what it was she drew. Oh, lately she's been watching TV uh, like YouTube and stuff like that, and she's looking at the like the it's they they tell you how to draw something, yeah. and she yeah. just sits there and draws it, and I'm just like, oh wow, that's actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, you're five and a half years old. Yeah, you're you could be an artist when you're older. It's like, a good age to start implementing yeah. those things. I was mm. very lucky. My children are artistic. That's good um, because of their paternal grandmother. Mm-hmm. Like she is an artist. Yeah. So it's a funny point that you bring up with Ella and her drawing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's a great age for them to be yeah. harnessing that. So so be honest, you two, mm. how long do you keep a drawing before you throw it? Oh, I take photos and then it's like if it's on the fridge, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a photo yeah. and that's all that matters. Like okay. some yeah. of the things, yeah. like the really good standout <laughs> stuff you keep. For yeah, a month. <laughs> you just move it around. Yeah. I've got drawers yeah. at okay. home that yeah. have yeah. random pieces of paper and I'm just yeah. not ready to part ways with them personally <laughs> yeah. yet. But yeah. All right. Yeah. So percentage not, wise, how many it, would you been throw all of it? it? Yeah. How many would you throw like within the first day or so? Like, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, no, no um, never the first day. Never the first day? No. Um, I'm, I'm completely on the, on the opposite spectrum of that. I keep... Everything. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, That's cool. It's not because I'm a hoarder. I actually, um, as you can see, I'm pretty neat with my with my things. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, I, 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 I learned this at one point because it because obviously, especially in the daycare years, oh my god, do they come home with just like shit loads yeah. of paper yeah. every yeah. single day, like five drawings a day, and I'm like, oh, good on you. But I'm like, thanks daycare for sending me all these papers. Yeah. <laughs> but I learned, I was like, oh, shit. No, she's actually progressing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? It'd be really cool one day to, like, it's a cool thought to think that one day when she's old enough and she's had, like, 10 years worth of drawings, if I've stored them all in a in a big box for her, one, I could do something really cool and creative myself because I'm a very creative person and an artistic person. So maybe I thought maybe... Either do something like if I had, well, when I have my own house, I could uh, make a room for her and on the floor put all of her papers on the floor and then epoxy resin the floor. Yeah. yeah. So that it's just a cool artistic uh, yeah. little touch that it's like, no, that's Ella's childhood yeah. in the floor. Mm-hmm. And even if obviously you moved house and you couldn't keep that anymore, and if the people didn't want it, then fair enough, that's fine. Yeah. But to me, that was still special enough to know that that was my daughter's drawings. 
for 10 years laid in something and even if it got ripped up one day just even knowing that I was able to provide that for her would yeah. be so cool yeah, or cool. either that or make some other sort of like artistic uh, like 3D model uh, something yeah, out of all the paper. Yeah. 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 So I've got three and yeah, the daycare literally send home at the end of the year. So it's many. like here's a scrapbook of all the kids are that they've done this year. Mm-hmm. So I have those. Yeah. I've still got those. Like They're so cute. And they have like you can get like a ring binder now. They yeah. well, it's been a while since my youngest was in daycare, but yeah. they would send home a ring binder and you just flip through and you see from the beginning. And then yeah. because my youngest went to the same center from pretty much I think she was about five months old when mm-hmm. she started all the way to primary school. Mm. Oh, that's cool. They had compiled mm-hmm. photos of her and pictures oh, and things like adorable. that. Yeah. So I love that. and we got that with her graduation. So yep. I do have like I do keep the main things. Like yeah. I've got ribbons from swimming carnivals <laughs> and sports carnivals <laughs> and things like that. The things that yeah. are like the big ticket moments. But yeah. um yeah, I just I've become too much of a minimalist. Yeah. Fair enough. I just can't stand the clutter and I think it comes back yeah. to the mental health as well. Like oh, yeah, there's so sure. much around me that's cluttered. Yeah. I just need to get rid of it. But yeah, yeah I don't feel guilty. If I've got a picture of it, I'm good. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So there is one thing I need to ask you though because I know about it. Jay doesn't. Mm. Tell me all about the ice machine that you were given <gasps> as a present by <laughs> okay. one of my I've kids. heard about this okay. ice machine. Right. I need to yeah. know. Right. I need yeah. to know. So, oh, she's getting ready. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I was very excited. So stepdaughter bought a an ice maker mm-hmm. for her dad for Christmas. Yeah. That now lives on my bench. So oh, she yeah. bought it for him for his truck and then realized when she went away with him that it's a PowerPoint that yep. has to be plugged in. And mm-hmm. so he can't take the ice machine. Oh, what a shame. What a De- <laughs> devastating. <laughs> devastating. Um so I've got this ice machine Hell yeah. on my bench. So what you do is it's very exciting. <laughs> you turn it on at the wall. It's got two settings. It can be big ice cubes well they're not actually cubes they're more like a little dome so you can have a large one or a small one. Oh yeah oh instant ice instant, instant. ice it's, instant it's so ice. good yeah, right? it takes like i think it's about seven minutes and you have got wow. six pieces of ice and Wait, it just so feels it, like it sucks it up you fill it up with water yeah you pour it into the bottom of the reservoir and it just pulls the water up the top yeah and then it sits these prongs into the water and it freezes onto the you know, like an air conditioner yeah, or like yeah, a fridge, yeah. refrigerant yep. thing. So they, they – and the ice cubes form on that. But then the fancy thing is it's got <laughs> this little paddle. So yeah. it drops them off. So it must heat this thing up to drop the ice cube, ice pieces off. Hell yeah. And it falls into the little crate. And then it, <laughs> there's a little basket that sits in there. And so you can just leave it for hours and it's just going to keep making ice. Yeah. But it's like endless ice. So, so does it store the ice as well? Or can you just have ice ready to go if you just want to go and if you if you're like if you're making drinks for you and your friends or something like that? You do you, can. can you have like a drawer of ice or? Well, see, I put it into the freezer. You, then I, okay. I have an ice thing in my freezer that yeah, I yeah. fill up like a container yeah. in my freezer. You can. We left it. I accidentally left it on. I say we. <laughs> I left it on. I'll admit to that. I left it on. Yeah. Um, I went out for a little while and I'd left it on. And it was just making ice. So because it just melts inside this thing, it uh, just right. keeps repeating, rinse and repeat. Uh, so it just right. keeps making ice until you turn it off. Right. It's so exciting. I was going to say it sounds like the Lamborghini of ice makers, <laughs> but uh, but then you said you can't leave it on. So <laughs> well, you can leave it on. I left it, it on for hours and it still just kept making uh, ice. And okay. it just because it just. 
everything just melts and it sits in the reservoir. That's still cool. It just keeps but making that's awesome. Yeah. The longer it's left on, it doesn't produce more ice. Yeah. It produces the same, same ice. Oh, that's same so ice. cool. That's yeah, so that's cool. New rap name. Yeah, that's very yeah. Nice. <laughs> same, same ice. <laughs> that reminds me of a question that uh, uh, this this sort of question should be in like a wildcard episode yeah. or something, but uh, we're going to have it right here because we can. Okay. Yeah. What sort of device makes your life easier or just more fun because you have it. So, so for example, obviously the ice maker is pretty cool. Yeah. That makes it that makes it awesome, but like what other sort of kitchen device would you have that just makes your life so much easier? Benny, come oh. on board. You give it to me. Can you think of something? This is a little insider trick to uh, a wildcard episode by the way. So if you haven't watched a wildcard episode, please go and have yourself a favor, go and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'm just thinking about all the things I do for meal prep. Yeah. To make meal prep easier. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know. Obviously, a self-cleaning bit, fry pan bit, or something. Bit, you, you sound know? like me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> a self-cleaning fry pan. Something where I can cook and not oh, do dishes. Yep. Okay. You know? That would be pretty but cool. But I'm sure the non-stick pans are sort of the closest thing you might get. Right. Anyway. Okay. Something that requires me to do as little work as possible in the kitchen while presume, while producing <laughs> maximal outcome. Yeah. 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 I was. I thought you were going to say. I thought one of you were going to say something like air fryer. Oh mate, air fryer all every <laughs> day, all day, every day. Yeah. Like getting kids ready for school for their lunches in the morning yeah. and stuff. Like I can pop in nuggets oh, if they want nuggets. Nuggets. Spring spring rolls. So good. Nuggets, spring rolls. Um, I buy little quiches. I just load it in chicken tenders to make wraps. Yeah. Bacon. Yeah. I know oh, someone. That, so I know someone that cooks a whole. She, they cooked a whole pork roast in there. Yeah. Air fryer. Like I'm not about that like i'll roast a roast in the yeah. oven but yeah convenience quick in the morning straight up so kids good. are like yep fresh chicken tenders for the wraps and stuff <laughs> oh, they're all tenders. over it yeah they're all over it anything that is like pies it's just convenience so convenient. all for the convenience yeah so this ice maker it's a tits yeah it's the best it's the tits it's i like North it queensland <laughs> oh yeah you know what? and that's that probably brings another aspect to you know kids yep. and things that they do, nuances, but the fridge, the water, I've got a water dispenser on my fridge. I don't have a plumbed fridge, but I have a water dispenser. Yeah. This is like a real mum thing to say. Uh, it's like your dad yeah. with a light switch. Yeah. Fill the water. Yeah. <laughs> Fill the water. Please yeah. refill that water thing yeah. because that drives me mental. <laughs> yeah. That drives me spare. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh, well, I don't care. I've got ice maker. I'll make my ice and I'll have my cold water from the tap. And exactly. I'll just do it that way. Yeah. That's like, move out. <laughs> <laughs> that's like what that saying. It's like, uh, tell me you have kids without telling me you have kids. <laughs> Look 100%. at the fridge and there's like an empty water container. <laughs> empty popper packets. Yeah. Half drunk drinks. Yeah. Half frozen drinks sitting in the freezer like yeah I'll buy them like a slushy yeah. or something and they just put it back in the freezer i'm like you yeah can't eat that. yeah, it's not yeah. food wrappers just left on the bench or food smeared on the on the table i mean you obviously yeah. have older kids now so you probably don't deal with it as oh no cups m- cups go missing cups yeah. cups and teaspoons yeah teaspoons teaspoons because <laughs> yeah. they take yogurts or custards or whatever yeah. teaspoons teaspoons yeah. are gone exactly yeah. i had to buy yeah. Brand new cutlery. Yeah. I specifically bought just teaspoons. <laughs> I'm not joking. I specifically I, I, I bought feel teaspoons. That. Yeah. I feel that so much. To my core. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that. Yeah. So with your water. Yes. A question for both of you. Mm. Obviously, have your cold water jar, bottle, whatever in the fridge. How many do you have? Just the one? 
Um, so for me, I don't normally, uh, my, I need to actually fix my, my actual water cooler itself. And yeah. my daughter's only five and a half. So she's not one tall enough to reach it yet. So yeah. for me, I don't, I don't actually have to have that as much, but I feel that because I grew up with three older sisters and yeah. I was the kid who didn't fill the water. Yeah, bottle. Yeah. So my mum would say, for fuck's sakes, yeah. <laughs> fill the water bottle. Yeah. Water bottle. <laughs> Your dad's going to be inside soon. He's been mowing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that means, I guess, brings me to the reason why I asked the question. So a few of the houses I've been through as an adult, um, they'll only have one bottle of water in the fridge. And my question was, well, when that's refilled, it's hot for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. My mum and dad, when we were kids, there were always two in yep. the, the fridge door. 100%. The one closest to the side of the door was the one you drink out of. Yeah. When you fill it up, you move the other one to the slide yep. and you replace the one exactly. behind it. And that was just how we knew the water jug system worked in the yep. fridge, you know. Yeah, I yeah. don't get the people that only have one water jug in their fridge because yep. it's going to be at least an hour or two from yep. filling up to being cold again. What if you need to drink? Yeah. I don't get it. Unless but you unless you sure. have a system and it's like you know for certain you're not going to go through five and a half liters of water mm. in a day. Or for you, you would yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you've got a lot of kids. Uh, <laughs> but for me, if 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 my fridge was actually working because I actually got off my ass and fixed it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, <clears throat> uh, I wouldn't. I personally would know. I wouldn't go through five and a half liters of that water per day because I'm drinking like four liters of water outside of the house all day. Yeah. So what I would do is I would use that water during the day and then just at the end of the night fill it, fill it up, up again. and then I know the next day I've got cold water. Cold water. Yeah. 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 Or if I couldn't do that, quick tip is to have, a, if you have a refillable one in the fridge, then get a big jug of cold water in the fridge that you'd never touch. You only use that to fill up the one in the fridge. That's really clever, actually. I do have a jug that may yeah. or may not have been relocated from a local watering hole um, <laughs> that we used to just have in the in my old refrigerator. Yeah. And that was everyone just had the water. And But that was when my kids were small. Yeah. That's a really good tip. I might yeah. have to implement that. Yeah. We haven't gotten to the tip of the week no, yet because we're not quite at the end um, yet. But uh, it brings just me to a, bonus a question tip. I need to ask. Ask it away. Have you guys ever done a runner from a restaurant without paying the bill? No. Not on purpose. Or just stealing cutlery and stuff is yep. yeah. All right. Uh I've done no. a runner. No, never never on purpose because I'm I I just yeah. <laughs> I'm too much of a nice guy. Well, I feel I've bad. Done, I've done a runner once. <laughs> I've Ooh, never... What did you do? So oh, tell us. It wasn't my idea. Yeah. So about <laughs> it wasn't your idea. <laughs> it wasn't my idea. That's how all lies start. <laughs> it was. It, um, I want to say it was like 14 years ago or something. My girlfriend at the time, it was her mum's idea, <laughs> right? Not even kidding. Yeah. True story. Okay. So we were out somewhere in Townsville mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. and it was a Saturday night and it was just super busy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there. My partner was there. Her mum was there. And there were one or two other people there too. I can't really remember. They might have been like cousins or something. But we ordered... Um, I won't say the name of the place in case they start <laughs> tracking us down. But I feel like there's a statute was, of limitations was, on things like this. Yeah, it was that busy that um, like an hour after we ordered, we still hadn't received oh, our meals. Man, um, when we did receive them, I think like one or two things were wrong. Or so all of us were just pretty yeah. over up by that okay. point. I think we didn't get to eat till like eight thirty, nine o'clock or something. Right. So when the time came, like we were all finished, the mum was just like. Fuck it, let's just leave. And I was like a young kid at that point. And I'm like, yeah. Like it felt really bad. Like it felt like I was going to get arrested. I was like, no. She was like, no, no, I'm over yeah. this. We're not doing it. So we 
went out the back and went yeah. to the car and and that was it. Yeah. Okay, so that was so the one time. That, that was you the did one it. time. And and how did you feel? You feel bad. Well, I felt bad. I you mean, felt bad. Okay. At the time, I thought someone's losing a lot of money because there were five of us. Like I said, yeah. there was me, and my partner, her mom, and two other people that I can't remember. But there was like five main meals and entrees and everything that. We just we just done a restaurant. Oh, so it was a restaurant where you ordered the food, but then you normally pay yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end. Yeah, you go up the front. Right, yeah, okay. At the end. Oh, okay. We went straight out the back. So sort of like Cactus Jacks. It was uh, <laughs> like uh, Cactus. It was in Townsville somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't Cactus also, Jacks though. It wasn't Cactus no, Jacks. No, it was, like, it was one like where you that. had a back entry. Like that. Yeah, okay. Few. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was my yeah. exposure to the old eat and run and it yeah. was my partner's mum's idea. I haven't done Fair that, enough. but mm. I have taken cutlery, like a good steak knife. I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll what, admit. what town's villain hasn't really, you know what I mean? I think every house you've done that, but Jay hasn't. I'm too nice. So. I can't steal stuff. I feel bad. I I have actually, I've like, I've walked out of, uh, speaking about kids, yeah. I've walked out of Woolworths several times with my daughter just had a chocolate milk and, and I walked out and I'm like, Ella, you took that and you didn't pay for it. You can't do that. So I went back in and we made, and we paid for that one chocolate milk because I'm like, you can't you can't steal stuff. That's not nice. You know, it's funny because I've never done that. I've ne- as in I've never left the supermarket without mm. paying for something. But I think that's because I've actually worked in a supermarket and I've yeah. been that person. I will admit, I actually my girlfriend's going to laugh if she listens to this. <laughs> when I worked at a supermarket, um, I'd not long had my first child, so mm-hmm. you know nothing bothers me at that point you know you can front up and I've just got this I'm gonna go you but there was a lady who worked she was in her work clothes um was actually a security guard in her work uniform Mm -hmm. and she was reading a magazine and I'm like are you gonna pay for that that's stealing (laughs) that's stealing knowledge that's stealing the content of the the, your shoplifting and she was like no I'm not I'm like you need to go pay for that. And like, look, there was a bit, maybe an incident with a manager involved. He, they, he told me to go and yeah, chastise right. this okay. lady, right? So, yeah. But I was like, you're actually taking the information from that. You are shoplifting. If you don't pay for that and you put that back down, mm. like it's not a try before you buy. Yeah. This is a weekly edition that you're currently thumbing through. Oof. Yeah. Like, you know. If she was only there you look for like at the paper. Yeah, and look, if she was only there for like a minute or so and just flicking through, you know, we've all done that, but she stood there. At least it's not as sus as like some sixteen year old sitting in a news agency flicking through like a <laughs> you know, section. Yeah. <laughs> like a hustler or something. Yeah. Remember the days when you used to have like you actually used to have proper like porno magazines in yeah. news agencies? Yeah. Well, Officer Roscoe probably know. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember there was a mini mart around the corner from where I lived at one of my houses as a child. Yeah. And they had, you know, the little black flap at the in front. But but you knew that it was but it was a black it was a blackout thing. And yeah, you just, Roscoe knows. Yeah. You just Yeah, okay. Like, I, I know. That what you was mean. the naughty section and, yeah. and you'd just be like, Oh, don't like you know, the lady behind the counter who's probably selling cigarettes to ten year olds that's you know, <laughs> yeah. she yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. Everyone yeah. sort she of makes has a sale. Yeah. yeah. And you know, she's but, just sitting there like, What are you doing, kid? Yeah. It's like I'm yeah. for my twenty cent packet of fads. Go away, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. remember those days back oh, you're bringing me this is like a proper wild card feel now. <laughs> 
It just oh, like imagine love it. like oh, it's just a pack of fads today. You sure don't want to pawn oh, with that? Yeah, like, or a big boss. <laughs> like, yeah. Upsell. I remember yeah, the days. Yeah, exactly. One, yeah. You know what I mean? Remember yeah. the days? No, bringing it back to innocence. Come on, man. Yeah. Remember the days we used to walk down to this like to this uh, corner shop, yeah. and you used to get a packet of lollies for like one dollar, yeah. and it was so full of of lollies. Do oh, you, those are the days. Do you know what the days really were like back yeah, then? Yeah. You take ten cents to one of those lolly machines, oh, and you get the yeah. little square colored chewing gum. Oh, yeah. so good. gum. Eliza and I. I have 10 Amazing. years on you. <laughs> oh, dude. No, I know exactly. Yeah. It's back, so good. Back okay. in the days. Yeah. Like, yeah. We back were, in the we, days. We were 20. You know yeah, back I mean? in the 10 years ago. When you were talking about cutting and running from the the restaurant, yeah. it just made me think of, you know, taking pizza from Pizza Hut. You'd take a lunchbox at the all-you-can-eat. Oh, the all-you-can-eat oh, yeah. Pizza Hut. Yeah, like, yeah. I definitely felt guilty, but I would take pizza and put it in a lunchbox oh, and take it yeah. home. Yeah. yeah. Any buffet. Yeah. Any buffet. You just like... Yeah. I'm just uh, gonna get an extra container yeah. full here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. paying for you all you can eat. Yeah, that's right. I, this is all I can eat right now. I'm taking this on for the road. Do you remember when CD burners first came out? Yeah. So yeah. I was in high school at the time, and obviously we got like friends trading CDs and everything. But because we never got the covers, so many of us used to go into Sanity and all those places and <laughs> flog the covers. Yeah. So it looked legit yeah. in our CD rack. Yeah. But you pull it open, it's like written on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know exactly what so, you mean. So, yeah, we flogged so many CD covers from Sanity. There was Virgin yeah. Music, Into yeah. Music, I think was the one. Wow. Into yeah. Music and Stockies. Yep. Shit. Yeah. Um, Pet Sounds? No, no, I you worked at went, Pet Sounds. Did you never go? You never went? You no, know, I never stole anything from Pet Sounds. It's not I flogging it. it but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I never actually stole anything from Sanity or anywhere Such like that. Such a nice like, person. I'm not. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, but like, well, my friend's sister worked at Sanity, so we used to go in and do stock take. Yeah. We would go mm. along and do stock take night and you'd get like $10 for showing up and counting all these CDs yeah. and the ones mm-hmm. that were missing you'd have. There's yeah. just a slip because you used to be able to go in and can I listen to this album? Try before you buy. Can, and you put it in, they'd go in and yeah. they'd put it in the CD player at the back and listen to it. Yeah. And, yeah. But yeah, lots of people would just take the cover and walk out. Yeah. Yeah. The whole case, oh, yeah, though. yeah, that's Benny. Yeah, that's yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, right. Oh, that's so, uh, that's. You're the reason that our economy's <laughs> through the roof. Thanks, Ben. Possibly. Oh <laughs> man, man, talking about that sort of stuff just makes me think about you know when you said, remember when CD burners come out like first came out? So yeah. many people don't even know what that is, and no. and no. that's not even old. You talk about like floppy disks, man. Remember floppy disks? Three and a yeah. half inch floppy yeah. disk. Yeah, dial up internet. I'm Those were the days, and you. <laughs> Making your own ringtone on an Nokia. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. I loved doing it, that. It's funny though. Like <laughs> we used to make and record our own ringtones, but now we all keep our phones on silent anyway. Oh. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what was the funniest? What was the funniest ringtone you ever remember making? Do you remember making oh. a really funny one? I look. I definitely made them off. Um, you'd look them up on the internet, kind of like looking up tabs for guitar stuff and you'd have to learn how to do it. I never really did that, but I did get duped by buying one off the TV. Oh, right. Yeah, you had to call up and you would put in your details and it's like charged your phone, Uh, your house phone. Yep, yep. Because people didn't have, not a lot of people have landlines now, but you charge back to your landline (laughs) for you to get this ringtone. So, yeah, I don't know, I think there might have been like a no doubt song that yeah. I might have had yeah. as a ringtone once upon a time. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's how I got that. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Benny, you have any? I can't remember? remember. I remember the the pages in the magazines where you'd like input, like we'd send like a, a code to a number yeah. 
and it would somehow send it back to you yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what are we talking about? I can't remember much ringtones that I that I bought. <laughs> Yeah. Might have been, it would have been like a Metallica or something. Yeah. It would have been a Metallica ringtone. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> like MSN Messenger <laughs> is another one. Do you remember MSN Messenger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Putting lyrics Messenger. on status. Messenger. MSN. That was the OG way of expressing <laughs> yeah. yourself. It like was. your username mm-hmm. or your display name. Yeah. Your, all the lyrics it's you were listening, listening to. listening to this song right mm-hmm. now. Like that was a, a yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, great. MSN, those were the days. Yeah. I miss it. That was simple. It was. ASL. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. oh my God. Yeah. But you know the funny thing is talking about dial-up internet, when you came back home and you wanted to chat with your friends on MSN, you'd have to disconnect the landline yeah. to, <laughs> to, to actually use MSN. And I remember coming back home from school uh, when I was at school because I did homeschool a lot of the years. Yeah. But um, And I came back home and I unplugged their phone and <laughs> all you can hear is that... <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah. All the all the Chewbacca noises yeah. and everything. Yeah. And then and then my mum would be like, "Son, are you going on the internet again?" Yeah. <laughs> I have a question though. Yeah. Actually, do you guys did you guys ever have like conference calls with your friends? Like you have a three way chat on a landline. I did. Yeah, you, yeah. you dialed one, and then yeah. you had to press a few numbers yeah. to dial yeah. the other person. Yeah. And yeah, I've done yeah, that a yeah, few yeah. times. Yeah, or yeah like I remember that. One eight hundred reverse people. Yeah, like yeah. If you're out, you'd dial yes yeah so you get it for free on well not free but you get it on you get it so if you needed to call someone else yeah yeah then then it's charged on their yeah that's right yeah yeah Yeah, like yeah 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 or there was that one where yeah you get five seconds to like talk like hey mum it's me I need you to accept this phone call blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then she would be able to like press yes or no <laughs> yeah yeah yep. yeah yeah start and hash when you find the phone number that didn't yeah. That just called you. You missed a call. Mm-hmm. Star 10 has. Just, that's yep. just bringing unlocked back. a memory. Star 10 it has. Hash. It has. Yeah. It has. So if anyone out there has any of these memories, yeah. please, please comment, share, and and uh, put all the different emails and all yeah. that sort of stuff yeah. uh, to let us know all the the interesting stories that you have from these in, in different yeah. events. So funny. Especially the MSN Messenger. I MSN love, is like so I had, good. There's, uh, there's one close friend I still um, got from the old MSN days and um, her and I used to chat on there all the time ages ago and every now and then the old school days would get bought up and it will always be like how one of us had a dumb email address or yeah. or something or other. But um, just the things you could do back then, like when emoticons first came yeah. out, it was the best thing ever because all of a sudden, instead of doing like the dot and the, the half yeah, um, bracket, yeah. whatever, yeah. you could just do now um, yeah. an emoticon, a smiley face or... Yeah. I yeah. don't even think the eggplant emoji was a thing back no. then. No, like, no it was that's such an innocent a, thing. But a, I remember ASL being used a lot, age, sex, location. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing you did yep. Um, yep. when you add Adding someone new. It's like, on. is this person near me? Yeah. To even bother chatting to them. Yep. Yeah. BBS, be, oh, back, yeah, soon. be back soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah exactly. Talk to you later. Yeah. 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 That's so funny. I missed it. Question of the day What did you use MSN for? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, like the start when it first came out, you couldn't send pictures, but at some point, pictures were able to get yep. sent. Yeah, maybe I'm that gonna... was when the first dick pic was sent. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. could be. 
Probably well, not. Wasn't on the old phones. <laughs> Definitely was not. Ross, the thing Joe Ross guy is looking like screen. that wasn't the first time. Trust oh, me, <laughs> I know from experience. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man, we have it so much different now with uh, mobile phones with actual screens on it, like. Back in the Nokia days, having like Snake, Snake. One, yeah, <laughs> and you have to oh, so much fun. I got a simulator on my iPhone just to like m- remember it, but it's not the same without the no. buttons. Not the same, no. and noises too. Even sending text messages, like pressing the same yeah. button a couple of times to yeah. get three, 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 two, 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 yeah. one, two, two, yeah. one, two, to do one, three, three, three. Yeah, <laughs> it's like and Morse we code. Became so fluent and fast in typing that way. Yeah, yeah, because it was the only way. Yeah, we knew how to. Also, I. Text messages were expensive. Yeah, so expensive. Twenty five cents each sometimes. Yeah, or, and if you had thirty dollars worth of credit, oh, on, it just gone. It, yeah, straight yeah. away. That's right. That's yeah. why MSN was so good. Yep. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Optus bought this thing out though once from nine p.m. to three a.m. You could chat to any other Optus mobile for free. Was and I remember some cool. some nights I would um, ring friends. Oh, this is in high school. Yeah. Um, and talk. I, I remember speaking to one person for six hours one night. I um, feel like I remember just because we could. Who? Like that. Yeah. There was Who? like a Telstra activate me or something. There was like a. Mm. It was a similar thing, but yeah, I never really sat up and talked to people like that. No. When I was fifteen. What What was the time frame again? Nine p.m. to yeah. three a.m. Okay. Who was that catering for? Think about it. Oh, exactly. <laughs> who, do you think I, who do you think I was calling? Yeah. <laughs> it's a busy I went, night. I went to an all-boys school. <laughs> right? Yeah. But, um, yeah, and I remember... Like, Everything I bad got, happens after 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I would have got about three hours sleep this one night and to school the next yeah. day and I was fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it just makes me depressed remembering how little sleep we actually needed as kids. And how fine we ended up being versus now as an adult. Yeah. If you're at three hours sleep, you're completely fucked the next day. Yeah. Yeah. And you cannot function at all. Yeah. 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 Sleep is very important. Very, very important. So all those people out there who try to say, oh, it's fine. I can can survive off three hours of sleep. Okay. Granted, mum, dad, whatever you are. If you go through a a period of time where you have to survive, you survive because you have to. But... There's a difference between surviving and thriving. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. sleep is so important. So obviously, listen up, kids. <laughs> the the doctors, when they say you should get eight hours at least minimum sleep, it's a good idea to get good sleep, especially if you're into the health industry as well, like uh, mm-hmm. working out. Sleep is so important for, yeah, your, for your body to recover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If I could get all the wasted sleep back, I would somehow. Yeah. We should make a song about that. That's actually a good idea. It's not bad. What would you call it? I would call it Give It Back. Mm. Anyway. All right. So anyway, on that note, (laughs) we should probably wrap up the episode. Um, But before we obviously wrap up, we always have a few different things we like to do. We like to, one, thank our lovely guest for coming on. It was a, a very serious episode, but very important episode, I think, to talk about. Um... So, and obviously, going back to that that topic of uh, suicide and mental health, if you were struggling with that, we definitely encourage you to to just talk to someone. And if you are someone who is a listener and somebody comes to you, rem- just remember to sit back, listen, and then if you need to redirect 
yeah. uh, to people who can help them. Um, that's very important. Um, but then even going on to parenting, hopefully just us talking about parenting and solo parenting, anyone out there who has the that like those sorts of uh, life experiences, hopefully so, you know you can get a bit of a laugh out of it and also a little bit of a uh, knowing that somebody else is going through it as well. So yeah. it's always good to listen in to other stories of other parents as well. So And that's the whole reason why we do this podcast is because we get to share our different life experiences and different perspectives on life with everyone else. And that's important. Yeah. Eliza. So, yes, Ben. Tip of the week. Well, we already had a bonus tip. But... Yeah, fill the fridge water for your mum. She'll love you. <laughs> you little bastards. Yeah. Fill the fridge water. Yeah, just refill the fridge water. Yeah, just do it. Even just, as adults. Wait, just go to your mum's house now and go and fill up her water. She will be wrapped. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Stay hydrated, kids. Fair enough. Benny, you should also give us another tip. What can you give us? Before you start filming, make sure your fly is up because mine is down and I realised <laughs> a little while ago and that's why I haven't unfolded my legs. That's since. fine. We actually have three cameras, remember? <laughs> we can edit. You could have done it this whole time. <laughs> no, because it would have, it would have, it maybe may have made you guys uncomfortable if it's you fine. see me reaching it's out of my groin, like trying good. to pull something out. Yeah, it's so. fine. But now everyone else will know about it's it, all so right. it's all good. I don't mind. You, it doesn't matter because I'm not, good. I'm not editing this out of the podcast. Just at do all. it up. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but well, anyway, I actually have a. I do that quite often. I don't know why, but sometimes if I'm wearing like long pants or anything with a zip, yeah. Buttons are done cool. The belt's done cool, and I quite often forget about the fly. Wow. Interesting. Quite okay. often. Fair enough. Quite often. So that's okay. something I'm working on. Hey, we've all got our own struggles, mate. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you very much, Eliza, for coming on. Thanks, uh, it's been a great, great talk and a great uh, conversation between us all. So I re- we, we both really appreciate you coming on and talking about all of this sort of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's been great. Here. And if you want to link to the ice maker, I'll <laughs> get it off Eliza. We can put it in the comments. Cause oh, ice on tap. Wrong. This sounds awesome. It's especially amazing. in this heat. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. So good. And not the type of ice that uh, a lot of townsville <laughs> people are used to. No. Cause no. we don't, we don't encourage that. Uh, Although <clears> it could <throat> have the same effect. It really makes me excited. <laughs> hey, yeah. it, as long as it makes you excited, that's the main thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, if you were listening to us on YouTube, uh, Please keep in mind that you can obviously listen to it on uh, all the different major streaming platforms such as uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, all the things, all the major platforms. Uh, you can find them. You can find our podcast on them, so you can listen to them there, or you can watch the YouTube, like we said, and you can see our beautiful faces. Uh, and um, social media, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, that BJ Show, yeah, and TikTok, which we TikTok. don't use. I still upload. Yep. Um, although, I was looking the other day. Yeah. One of our videos has 600 and something views on there. 600? Yeah, which I thought was a pretty big deal considering I never use TikTok. We don't actually do much on TikTok. Okay. So, yeah. Fair it's enough. strange. I mean, I'm not focused on the numbers, but... Uh, no, I just thought it was very bizarre that, that 600 cool. odd people have just looked at a weird bloody thing on there. Man, um, TikTok's weird. It, it Honestly, the algorithm can go off. Some videos yeah. just randomly go off and they'll just get thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of views just mm-hmm. out of the blue. So yeah. you never know. You never yeah. know. One day we might be TikTok famous and we don't even know it because we don't <laughs> we don't know how no. to use TikTok. No, I don't. So anyway, yeah. uh, also just another quick tip. If you do want to uh, find us on all the different social pl- uh, platforms as well, you can go to thatbjshow.com. 
and that has all the links to everything mm-hmm. as well. And you can also listen to the podcast directly from, from there as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, quick tip for that. Cool. Awesome. Three quick tips in an episode. <laughs> so many tips. Yeah, Ross, I'll show Roscoe. You got a fourth one for us? That's all right. He's, he's been napping over there in the corner. He's just yeah. waking up. He's getting there. Uh, he didn't make us kebabs this week, but he did make me a coffee, which I was very appreciative for, and that helped me talk properly because if uh, you stuck around to the bloopers, uh, you probably see, most likely I will put in, that I could not speak properly. So, very true. Yeah. Another tip of the week. Mm-hmm. Drink coffee before you start a podcast. Just or get sleep. tips this week. Yeah. I'm not going to make a sexual reference in this one. Nope. <laughs> but that, oh, what? That wasn't sexual, though, was it? No, like 10 okay. tips. Yeah. We wouldn't do that. No, it's not like the name of our show either, that BJ show. The BJ doesn't stand for anything else. No. So, all good. But anyway, on that end, <laughs> we should end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks all for listening. Thank you. We'll see you next episode. See ya. Okay, cool. You got a dirty text message from the missus a couple of minutes ago. Eh? No, it wasn't that bad. You sure? <laughs> I'm distracted. Like, what are you wearing? Now I'm distracted. Are you wearing shorts right now? You know what I mean? <laughs> Jesus. Christ. That's right. Eliza and I can go. All right. That's all good. <laughs> all right. Cool. Welcome to that BJ show. The na- the show. Welcome to that BJ show. The name where the name is about. Is- <laughs> the name. Eliza, do you want to do it? Anyone would think I'm on like fucking shrooms or something. Just off my face and I can't get it straight. What else is in that coffee? Okay, it's fine. Um, <laughs> yes. I'm, ba- I'm Ben. I'm <laughs> and Jay. I'm Jay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is going so well. <laughs> and this is somebody we don't even know. <laughs> okay, let's do it again. Sorry. For some reason, I figured that you were going to say I'm Ben. I was ben. waiting for the line. <laughs>